All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. Today is a Monday mailbag episode where I will be answering your listener questions as well as talking about the ongoing competition at the Falcons left guard spot. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. Been covering the Falcons for many years. You can find me on Twitter at Falcfans. Of course, the host of this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And today is a Monday mailbag in which you guys submitted your questions to me, and I will do my best to answer those questions on today's episode. Much like last week's Monday mailbag, it'll probably be a little bit more rapid fire, although, you know, I'll probably be a little bit more prone to go on a couple of tangents this week as opposed to last week, um, because we don't have as many questions that I'm trying to get through this week. But uh, you you guys sent in a bunch of really great questions. You know, we'll, we'll get into some stuff about Warhammer 40K, Todd Gurley's production in the red zone, Mad Max. Um, positional previews, Marvel movies that we're most looking forward to, as well as some potential future guests, you know, dream guests for the podcast in the future. So I'll be trying to answer those questions on today's episode, but let's sort of start things off by getting into the lockdown Falcons lead story, sort of revisiting what were some of the main takeaways from Saturday's uh, padded practice, as well as sort of what the competition at the left guard position is right seemingly now. So the Falcons held another padded practice again on Saturday over the weekend. And some of the main takeaways were that we did not see Alex Mack, the Falcons starting center, as well as running back Todd Gurley suiting up on that day. We'll see if those guys will get more work in terms of contact uh, as this, as we get closer to the season kickoff for the Falcons on September 13th. But so far the Falcons have been really taking to their load management strategy of, of limiting those guys contact and practices when the team has had those padded practices. Also on the offensive line, the team did get some good news with undrafted free agent tackle, Evan Kazarzik being back for practice on Saturday, which was what he was originally projected around the timetable when he initially went down with a knee injury during the week. Um, because of the thinness of the depth at the offensive tackle position due to Kazarzik's injury, the Falcons went out and signed a free agent in offensive tackle Kajon Armstead. He spent time with the Denver Broncos and Jacksonville Jaguars last year on their practice squads after being an undrafted free agent out of Eastern Michigan. To make room for Armstead, the Falcons cut offensive tackle Scotty Dill, a 2020 undrafted free agent for the Falcons out of Memphis. And it's the second time that Dill has been cut this month. With the Falcons seemingly thin at offensive tackle, Matt Gano has gotten the bulk of his work at that sort of native position for him over the weekend. Earlier this month, we did see Gano get starting reps at the left guard position where the Falcons have an open competition. But it appears that over the weekend, the bulk of the starting reps went to and were split between veteran incumbent James Carpenter and rookie Matt Hennessy. Carpenter started 11 games for the Falcons at left guard during his first season with the Falcons in 2019 and continues to get first team reps throughout the summer and continues to get work, particularly in the team's sort of two minute 
uh, drill offense while the Falcons continue to get, give Hennessy the bulk of the remaining reps with the first team. The athletic Gano was an undrafted free agent for the Falcons back in 2018. He's played five games over the last two seasons combined with several of those reps coming at the guard position last season. Uh, expectations were entering the summer that the Falcons could potentially have a four-way competition for the vacant left guard spot between Carpenter, Hennessy, Gano, and Jamon Brown. Brown has missed time due to a non-COVID related illness and is currently in the concussion protocol. He spent the bulk of 2019 at the right guard position for the Falcons, starting nine games there as mostly as an injury replacement for rookie Chris Lindstrom. Both Brown and Carpenter were the team's two biggest free agent signings last offseason, but didn't quite live up to expectations. Uh, given the expectations that they were going to help solidify the Falcons offensive line. They did not do that. Brown ended the season as a healthy scratch on the team's inactive list. Harpenter finished the year on injured reserve due to a concussion. But it seems like as now, as camp continues to progress, Gano and Brown have kind of been left by the wayside in that left guard competition. And it seems like Hennessy's it's Hennessy's job to win or at least steal at this point from Carpenter. We'll see if Hennessy is kind of getting the West Schweitzer treatment, um, which is getting first team reps, but not necessarily being a threat to start as you may or may not remember back in 2016, the Falcons drafted West Schweitzer, a guard in the sixth round. And he split reps with incumbent starter, Chris Chester, at the right guard position throughout that summer, but Chester was never really in danger of losing his starting job. The Falcons were just kind of wanting to kick the tires on Schweitzer and help fast track his development because they knew going into his rookie season, it was likely that he was going to redshirt for most of that season, be inactive for all of 2016, which he was. However, the main difference with Hennessy is that he's unlikely to befall that same fate, at least as far as the inactive list goes. So one would assume that all the reps that he is getting in the first team are legit reps and he is legitimately pushing Carpenter for that starting job. Not to mention Carpenter is coming off a much more lackluster season in 2019 heading into 2020 than what Chester was coming off of his 2015 season going into 2016 competing with Schweitzer. So regardless, we got less than three weeks until the Falcons kick off the regular season at home versus the Seahawks. And the time for naming starters is quickly approaching. So guys, there's your locked on Falcons lead story. And we will continue to talk Falcons today on Lockdown Falcons by jumping into the conversation um, and answering your listener questions. And we'll sort of kick things off about sort of what's going on with Deidre Sinat and John Kaminsky uh, coming up on today's episode. But before we get there, one thing that isn't easy to do is picking your starting left guard. Another thing that isn't easy is talking about erectile dysfunction. What is easy is brushing it off and saying, hey, I've lost my mojo or avoiding that quality time that you get with a loved one by saying things like, I've had a busy day at work. I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. And it's simple, safe, and totally discreet with Roman because you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship to you with free two day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple and discreet to get started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked on NFL and complete your online visit today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Again, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. 
Okay, we got a bunch of questions. First one comes from Gentle Tone at Jupus5 on Twitter. He asks, Kaminsky and Sanat absent from camp? And then a bunch of emojis. I don't know if that's supposed to be sarcasm. No, they're not absent. They're, they're out there. I've heard people talk them up a little bit, you know? So there you go. Clem DB at Clem Frico on Twitter asks, you told us you have Warhammer 40K. What's your Primark? Be careful. There are so many bad answers. Well, to be honest with you, Clem, um, I am not that big into like the tabletop aspect of Warhammer. So I don't, I don't have a Primark. Like I, I got into Warhammer, I think like in college or something like I was flying home for college or flying back to college or something like on one of the breaks. And I just needed to pick up something to read in the airport. And I saw a Warhammer 40 K book and I was like, Oh, that's inter- That looks interesting. And I picked it up and it was like part of the Gaunt's ghosts series, like the fourth or fifth book in that series. And I didn't know that at the time I just picked up a random book and I, I got into it enough that I kept continuing with that series for several more years. Um, and from, you know, the Gaunt's ghost series written by Dan Abnett, um, about like a, a unit, from a planet called Tanith, whatever. Uh, you don't need the details. And so that was like my sort of stepping stone to get more into the Warhammer 40 K universe. But other than reading like eight books from that universe and, you know, being down with some of the lore and, you know, definitely if you, you know, you want to see how cool, um, you know, you, you know, all the, the kids today with their hip, cool things, uh, go check out the Astartes, um, series, web series on, on YouTube. Those, those, those are pretty badass. Um, so I don't have Primark to answer your question. CD three, two, two, four ask, will Todd Gurley score 12 plus touchdowns like he did in 2019? And if so, how significant would that be for the Falcons offense right now? I'm, I'm kind of projecting Gurley to have like eight to 10 touchdowns. So I think 12 is definitely doable. 12 plus is doable. The Falcons haven't had 12 plus. I think they had 12 exactly in 2017. Then they've had diminishing returns on rushing touchdowns since then at 11 in 2018 and then 10 last year total. And they had like, I don't know, like 20 in, in 2016. So yeah, you know, I think getting to that 12 number is a indication of a healthy Falcons offense, because it usually means like typically running backs are getting most of their touchdowns in the red zone. And, you know, if you're scoring with the running back in the red zone, that's usually a sign that you're being somewhat efficient in the red zone, especially if you're scoring that many times, 12 plus or more. So like, I think that what that is telling you is that the Falcons have a healthy red zone offense, which they didn't have in, in 2019. Um, so if Todd Gurley is getting that many opportunities to score, because I don't think Todd Gurley is going to bust off as many 40 yard runs as he has in the past. Cause I just don't think he has that level of explosiveness to his game anymore. Like he might get one, you know, this year, which would be an improvement off of last year. But like, honestly, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Ty Gurley ripping off these long runs every single week. He'll he'll have, he'll have a few. He'll certainly have a few. Um, He's still capable of getting a few, but I just don't think that's going to be a big part of his game. So 12 plus touchdowns for Ty Gurley is basically the Falcons, uh, particularly in a dirt cutter led offense is, is usually a very positive sign for the Falcons offense. So if he gets that, then yeah, I think that's a a really good sign right now. I'm thinking it's going to be probably like eight, you know, we'll see. So we got more to come on today's Monday mailbag episode, talking a little bit about the Mad Max movies, as well as whether or not we're going to get positional previews on the Locked on Falcons podcast coming up uh, later. But um, 
But before we get there, I do want to plug the NBA side of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you guys can find a daily podcast devoted to your favorite NBA team, whether you're in the bubble, whether you're in the playoffs, or you're just hanging out waiting for the draft. You can find your favorite team's daily show on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to me right now. So rock job tiger ask, I heard you, your Mad Max reference the other day. Have you seen them all? If yes, which is your favorite. And if no, do yourself a favor and go watch one and two. They are absolute classics. I have not seen all of the Mad Max movies. I have not seen the original Mad Max. I've seen road warrior. I've seen beyond Thunderdome. And of course I've seen fury road. Um, of those three fury roads, my favorite. Um, I kind of like Thunderdome more than Road War. Like, like Road War is a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's of an age in when movies are like their pacing is just, I just they're they're a little too slow for me. Like, I just can't deal with like seventies action movies. You know, growing up on like Michael Bay and Tony Scott movies in the nineties, like it's just it's a little too slow. Like, they're not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just not something like I'm gonna seek out for their rewatchability. Uh, so Thunderdome was like the first Mad Max movie I'd ever seen. Um, and I saw it when I was a kid, you know, whenever it came out in the nineties, Tina Turner, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd probably rank them Fury Road, Thunderdome and Road Warrior. Road Warrior is iconic. I, you got to respect that movie because it basically changed the game for post-apocalyptic movies. It is a classic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing it. I just, you know, movies made in the seventies and early eighties are just a little bit too slow for me. That's why I'm not a big Denis Villeneuve, whatever his name is, um, Denis Villeneuve uh, fan, because like his movie is just a little too slow for me. It's just like I get him. They look good. You know, you're amazing, stylistic, visual director. But let's pick up the pace. Can we can we shave like 15 minutes out of this movie to just get it a little tighter? If you ask me, that's that's my personal. Like, I don't hate any of his movies. I just don't love them to the degree that other people I'm looking forward to Dune, but I'm expected to be bored out of my mind when we see that movie come out. But those are my thoughts on that. Justin Sandu asks, are you doing positional previews this year? Uh, no, the reason why we normally, we would have done positional previews in late June and early July as filler, uh, to get through the summer <laughs> where we usually I'll, I'll do like, Oh, breaking down each position group and devote a podcast to and break down who's on the team. What are the key battles? What are the key questions? What are the key concerns moving forward at each position? Done that pretty consistently over the years. Didn't do it this summer because we had the Falcons historian shootouts with uh co-host Alan Sterk, uh, to sort of get rid of that filler content that we just kind of do in the middle of summer where nothing is going on. And basically nobody's listening to the podcast other than just like, uh, you know, this is just stuff I listen to, to get me through the day on my commute because there's nothing better for me to listen to, you know, now I'm sure there's a couple of you, maybe you, Justin, that really enjoy those positional previews, but not really doing it this summer. Just because again, we had, I, in my opinion, much better content to do this summer, uh, during that quote unquote filler time. Uh, not to say that those historian shootouts were filler, but they certainly got us through the time of year where it's normally filler. Um, and this summer's different for obvious reasons. We didn't get the May mini camps, and usually that sort of informs some of those positional previews going into the, the into the training camp. We're not getting the preseason as well, and like part of part of it for me a big part of the things that I enjoy about the summer and training camp and preseason is this sort of like, okay, like 
I watched all four preseason games. I've seen every snap. I've seen every player, blah, 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 blah. Here are my thoughts on who, you know, who's actually performing on the field. I like, I'm not there at practice every day. I'm not seeing that stuff. Um, so it, it's one of, you know, I'm not in that building, so I don't know what's sort of going on there and who's looking good in practice or whatever, but I can sit here and say like, if this guy's been, you know, like going back years and years ago, like six years ago, like remember Bernard Reedy and how he was killing it in mini camps and OTAs and training camp. And then when we got to the preseason game, he didn't do nothing. So he didn't wind up making the team. And it was just like, Oh, like, you know, not to say that Bernard Reedy was a bad player, but like, it was a lot of hype, you know, like at that point in time. And so like not having the preseason also makes me a little less, basically the point I'm, I'm trying to get to is like, I'm a little less invested in, in the competition than I normally would be. But I, you know, I feel like we've, we've touched upon the bulk of them. It's mainly left guard, you know, cornerback backup, strong safety, third tight end, and then a couple of kick returner. And then a couple of other depth spots that are, are sort of the main ones we've touched upon them. We probably haven't gone sort of done an entire podcast devoted to them uh, as we have done in previous summers. But at the same time, like, because we don't have the preseason, you know, if that, I, I know that may not make sense to people, but like, for me, it's just like, Oh, like for example, in the Hennessy versus um, Carpenter versus Gano versus Brown competition at left guard, because like, we don't have the preseason. Like I don't have any sort of strong take on it. Like I personally would like to see Gano win the, the competition. Like to me, he would be my first choice. My second choice would probably be Jamon Brown. Then Hennessy would be my third choice and, and James Carpenter would be my fourth choice. So from my perspective, you know, if it's Hennessy versus Carpenter, the Falcons are going with an inferior choice, but I don't know that I can't confirm that because I would like to see these guys perform in games before, you know, you know, really coming down hard one way or the other. So without having that, you know, out there, it's just kind of like, I have like, you know, the Falcons will choose their starter and we'll just have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Although when it comes to the offensive line decisions, I don't know why anybody continues to give the Falcons the benefit of the doubt because they've made so many terrible de- decisions along the offensive line. It's <laughs> just like, Ooh, this, this could go so many different ways, but that's my take. So. There you have it. Greg Bowen at Greg leg on Twitter asks, what MCU phase four projects, movie and TV are you most looking forward to? Feel free to include Sony non MCU projects. Generally my thoughts on, on my favorite, my most looking forward to MCU project is whatever the next one is. You know, the MCU is like your favorite TV show coming back. You know, it's like, Oh, like, Hey man, can't wait till the new season start. Can't wait to see what they're going to do this season. You know, that's what an MC and, you know, until COVID threw things off, it was like, we're going to, we were going to get like a new Marvel movie, like every four to six months. Now it may still be that. And it's just delayed now. But like, if you're asking me like of the movies that have like a set release date so far. So we're talking like black widow, Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Thor, Love and Thunder, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, and something else that I'm blanking on. Doctor Strange 2, I think, is the other one, right? And Eternals. Which of those movies I'm most looking forward to? I'd probably say Black Panther 2. Um, from a TV standpoint, I'm looking forward to all the, the Disney Plus shows. I'm probably most curious about Scarlet Witch show, this, whatever it's called. Scarlet Witch and Vision or whatever, WandaVision or, or whatever it's called. I'm most curious about that one because that the ones that seems to be the weirdest one. It doesn't seem as straightforward as like the Loki show or the 
you know, Falcon and winter soldier show that, you know, that's just a buddy cop show I'm assuming. And Loki is just, I guess, Loki shenanigans in, in time during the time space continuum or something. I don't know. So I'm looking forward to all of them. And basically, you know, the answer to the question is like gun to my head. It's black Panther two, but really it's black widow. Cause that's the next one coming out. Uh, Greg Bowen's last question is, I remember years ago listening on a cross country flight to you and Alan having Chris Wessling on the show plans about future other sports podcasters being on the show. If not, who would you like slash hope to get on the show that you admire slash respect? Uh, to be honest with you, if I'm being, yeah, if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't think that far ahead of the show, <laughs> I probably should say this, but like, usually like I, I can only think like two or three days ahead on the show. Like occasionally I will book guests like, you know, weeks in advance or whatever the case may be. But usually I'm just like trying to get through a week, you know, and it's like, Oh, we got through that week. Who, Oh, let's take a breather. You know? Oh, Saturday. Oh, thank God. Day off now. And then back, let's get back at it. So in terms of like long-term planning of like guests, there's nobody sort of that comes immediately in mind. Cause I'm just, again, cause I'm so sort of like got to get through the next, you know, it's, it's Monday. Do I have a show for Tuesday and Wednesday? And I'll be honest with you. Most weeks I often don't now during the season, it's a little easier because you can have a little bit more of a regimented schedule. Um, but during the off season, it's, it's a lot of just like, uh, Hey guys, I'm doing a Q and a <laughs> sending you questions. I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, I mean, that's not, that's not how this happened. You know, it's just, we're just doing a mailbag on Monday because it's alliteration and it's good branding. Not because I had no other plans to talk about anything specific. Of course not. I wouldn't do that. And in terms of like sports podcasts, the honest truth is I don't listen to that many sports podcasts. Like I listen to plenty of draft stuff during the off season, just because I don't pay that much attention to college football during the, the falls, you know, particularly over the last couple of years in a lot of ways, like I kind of take Saturdays off from, it's just like a break from like, let me do the things that are interesting to me and less and less college football is involved in that. Like I, I, I keep my ear to the ground enough so I can be like, Oh, what's going on. But like, it's not something that I'm up on day to day, week to week sort of thing. I don't listen. I don't really listen to that many sports podcasts because I'm so focused on football that like when I want to not, you know, when I want to, the things that I'm interested in to be very unfootball related, cause I just like, I'm so immersed in it all the time, every, every day, you know, six days a week that, you know, when I get time off to do things that I want to do, there tend to be very unrelated to football. So the majority of podcasts I listen to are like history stuff and entertainment stuff and, and comedy stuff rather than sports stuff. So there really isn't somebody out there that I'm like, Oh, I would love to get this person on. I mean, like there's, I mean, there, I could sit here and just name random football celebrities or something like, you know, Adam Schefter would be great. Michael Vick would be great. Deion Sanders would be great. You know, anybody that has a high, you know, Greg Cosell, Fran Duffy, Ross Tucker, you know, anybody would be a great get, but there's nobody sort of like right now that I'm like, Oh, I definitely want to, by years in, I, I want to get this guy on the podcast or, or something like that. I mean, probably, probably the one person. Yeah. I, I guess if I was to sit here and say like, who would I mo- Warren Sharp, I guess I've been wanting to get Warren Sharp on the show for like the last two years. No luck so far. So, you know, I guess that would be the person. Okay. There you guys have it. There's your Monday mailbag. Appreciate all you guys for sending in questions. 
love answering the pop culture stuff. Keep it coming. And um, we will probably talk about more of the stuff that I gleaned from watching the first 15 snaps, the scripted elements of Dirt Cutter's game plans on tomorrow's episode. We'll probably focus on the offensive line in a running game quite a bit. We might touch upon Matt Ryan and revisiting some of those issues. And what else? There was something else I wanted to talk about. Hmm. Well, that's probably it. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, if, if I don't remember it by tomorrow, then I got another show coming, right? You know, that's Wednesday show, right? <laughs> we try to get some guests later on in the week to, to talk more about camp and, and stuff and what's going on there. And, um, yeah, there you guys have it. If you have any questions for future mailbag episodes, if you're like, Hey man, I want to get my, you know, movie franchise question answered or my, you know, if you want to ask me stuff about the Falcons, then I, I guess, you know, I guess this is the place to do that. Uh, you can send those into, uh, Twitter at lockdown Falcons, Facebook at lockdown Falcons, or via email to lockdown Falcons at mail.com guys. Appreciate it. We've got another great week of content coming for you on Locked on Falcons this weekend. And again, check out getroman.com slash locked on NFL to get your situation together. You know what I'm saying? So that you can be the best version of yourself for the upcoming 2020 season. If you, if you get my drift. So, uh, check that out, get $15 off your, uh, treatment and, uh, be good to go for this upcoming season. You know, I have that breakout year. You get me? Wink, wink. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, got me. All right. Until then, guys. <laughs> you are Locked On Falcons, your daily podcast on the Atlanta Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get there, I do want to uh, plug the NBA side of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find, you guys can find a daily podcast. Uh, oh, God, I'm butchering this.